A listener note, this segment contains descriptions of genocide in German concentration camps. On a rainy day in September, most of the visitors at the memorial site of Dachau are students. This is a former Nazi concentration camp in the southern German state of Bavaria. The kids are high school age, about 14 or 15. And one group of students has gathered outside the front entrance, an iron gate. They stand in a sort of semicircle around a woman with curly gray hair pulled up into a loose ponytail. She introduces herself. So, ganz kurz stelle ich mich vor. Frederik Hegele is my name. Frederik Hegele is today's tour guide. She asks a student what the words say that are cast into the gate's door. Was ist der Schrift auf das Tor? Genau. The student responds, Arbeit macht frei. Work makes you free. This was Nazi propaganda. Because, of course, no one who was imprisoned here was free. During World War II, some 40,000 people died here at Dachau. Jews, Romani people, Czechs, queer people, Jehovah's Witnesses, political prisoners, and many others the Nazis saw as a threat. And young people living in Germany today learn the full ugliness of the events that unfolded in Dachau and other camps like it in the 1930s and 40s. That's because Holocaust curriculum is mandatory. This is a critical moment. A look at how two countries teach about the atrocities in their past. From WFPL News, I'm Jess Clark, education reporter, and I've been looking into the backlash in Kentucky against school curriculum that addresses systemic racism, something conservatives refer to as critical race theory. And I'm Stephanie Wolf, arts and culture reporter. I've been reporting on how Germany teaches about the Holocaust. In the politically conservative region of Bavaria, older students must visit a former concentration camp. It's a required part of public education. Historian Maximilian Lutkins works in the education department at Dachau. He says they recommend that teachers prepare students for what they'll see, because it's difficult material. As we talk, groups of students and some tourists pass by on the gravel. Something very important for the history of this time is that Dachau was the first big concentration camp It was built up in 1933, and the SS tried to build all other concentration camps later on, like Dachau. Through the gates, we step into an open space. I notice a watchtower across the complex, then another watchtower, and another. There are deep ditches around the edges of the camp, and a fence that was electrified. Everything's set up to keep people from escaping this place. I was always wondering why was something like this possible in Germany, yeah? Why was it possible to build up camps like Dachau? Lutgen says he would try to talk to his grandparents about World War II. They were alive and living in Germany during that time. And as a teenager, Lutgens wanted to know what role they played during the war. He says they would sometimes be angry when he'd bring it up. Because they said to me, okay, you, you didn't live there. Uh, what can you say about that time? We were in a young age during that time. We were teenagers. What could we do against this regime? And I said, yes, I, I, I don't say that that was your fault, that Hitler went to power and so on and built up concentration camps. But um, it was a fault from the um, whole society in Germany, yeah? because uh, not many people were in the resistance. And most of the people were silenced. You didn't have to be a camp guard, a soldier, or an officer to have been responsible for the Holocaust. 
It was everyday people who either supported Hitler's campaign or turned a blind eye when their neighbors were sent away. Lutgen says that's why Holocaust curriculum is so important. It teaches kids not to be complicit or complacent. So if something horrific starts to brew again, they will say, this is not okay. The goal isn't to make kids feel guilty for the past, he says. It's to help them understand their role and what happens going forward. We are guilty for the future. We we are guilty that something like this will never happen. Every one of us, white people, um, Turkish, German people, black people, Jews, etc. Everyone, because we live here in our society and in Germany and we have to... To, to fight against racism and anti-Semitism. So we, we are not um, guilty for, for the past, but for the future. In Germany, it's widely accepted that the past can't be left behind, and it has to be discussed in schools. But in the United States, that's not a given. Here's Jess Clark. I've been looking into a tense debate happening here in Kentucky about how much to dwell on the atrocities of our country's history— the genocide of Native people, slavery, Jim Crow, segregation, redlining, and whether the through-line of systemic racism that marks our nation's past and present should be discussed in the classroom. These discussions are uncomfortable, and some state lawmakers want to legislate that discomfort out of the classroom with bills they say will ban something called critical race theory. We will continue uh, with our agenda with uh, BR 69, an act relating to prohibited instruction. In July of 2021, a group of state lawmakers met in a committee room in Frankfurt. At a table below the dais, Republican Representative Matt Lockett of Nicholasville took the mic. I want to speak on a bill that I believe is one of the most vital pieces of of legislation that we will address when we convene in session 2022. The bill would prevent teachers from promoting or even discussing a number of ideas. Among them, the idea that students should feel guilt or responsibility for past decisions made by members of their own racial group. Wadi Republican Representative Jennifer Henson-Decker sat beside Lockett. She's co-sponsoring the bill. Together, we must find a way of curbing the skyrocketing rates of anxiety and depression among our young people in the Commonwealth instead of classifying them by race and then teaching them to feel discomfort, guilt, anguish, or any other form of psychological distress due to the immutable characteristics of their skin. Decker says she's worried that all this talk about systemic racism is making kids feel bad and that teaching kids about it is divisive and harmful to progress. But in Germany, education officials say talking about the country's history of anti-Semitism is key to progress. Here's Stephanie Wolf. We catch up with her as she and the student tour past the barracks at Dachau. The long and narrow buildings are reconstructions of the originals. It's hard to imagine how up to 2,000 people would be crammed into a single one. As the tour goes on, I notice that some of the kids seem bored. A group of boys are kind of shoving each other and goofing around. But then we arrive at the crematorium, where the Nazis incinerated the bodies of prisoners. Tour guide Frederik Hegela points to a photo hanging on a wall outside of the crematorium. It's a picture of a pile of dead bodies, naked and emaciated. Everyone becomes very quiet, including the boys who had been playing around earlier. Their faces fall as Hegela explains that this is what American troops found here, on this very ground, when they liberated the camp in 1945. One student seems particularly emotional over the photo. 
She hangs back as the others go inside the crematorium. Another student walks over and takes her hand. They stay there for a moment, together. And then, still holding hands, walk into the crematorium. It just so happens that today, the day that I'm visiting Dachau, is Yom Kippur, the holiest day of the year in Judaism, and known as the Day of Atonement. Many Jews spend the day fasting. The holiday involves reflecting on the wrongs from the past year and committing to do better. The tour ends after the crematorium, and I asked several students about their impressions. Well, my name is Eleanor Anderson. I'm 15. Hello, my name is Smet Ulutuk, and I'm 14 years old. Anderson and Olatek say it's been an unsettling visit to Dachau, but a necessary one. And I think it's important because this is our history, and I think we have more of a connection if we go personally and go to the rooms and stuff, so I think it's a personal thing. I agree as well. We just have to look at back at the mistakes that our country has made, and just we have to face them and hope that something like this really never happens again. Does it make y'all feel uncomfortable having to, to, I mean, there was that one photo that was really upsetting to look at. Well, I think it is a bit uncomfortable to see that these people have actually lay there dead and we were standing on that ground. So I think it is a bit uncomfortable, but it's still a history. So I think it's, it's uncomfortable, but I think it's okay. So if you could say your first and last name and your title, please. My name is um, Werner Kark. Kark heads the unit that oversees Holocaust curriculum in the Bavarian Department of Education and Culture. And this unit is responsible for remembrance culture, for international relations, and for a struggle against extremism. Remembrance culture is this notion of acknowledging and talking about the past, to hold it in the present, a way of saying it's important that society never forgets. Kark says discomfort for students can be a good thing. Perhaps feeling uncomfortable is the basis for education, because when you feel uncomfortable, you you, you know personally about the problem, and then you can go forward. Part of going forward is understanding how the past affects the present. The grandparents, they were guilty. And they did things which are not part of the humanity. And they have to know that Germans are responsible for this. And they are part of Germany. And therefore, the history of the Holocaust is the main condition of our democracy. Germany's model is far from perfect. Many Germans will tell you that. Some say teachers don't get enough training on how to dispel stereotypes that there's not enough discussion of modern-day Jewish life. On the other hand, there are far-right German politicians who say there's too much talk about the Holocaust in schools, and others point to German atrocities committed in Africa, a story which is still largely absent from history lessons. But overall, there is broad acknowledgement in Germany that the Holocaust was a crime against humanity that the nation must continue to reckon with. Meanwhile, in the United States, recent high-profile police killings of Black people have sparked widespread discussion over the role of racism in shaping this democracy. Those ideas are making their way into the classroom. Social studies lessons now ask students to think about why Juneteenth might be more meaningful to some people than the 4th of July, 
or why many people wouldn't want to celebrate Columbus Day. Some teachers ask students to think about which slogans from the anti-lynching protest of the 1920s are still relevant today. Here's Jess Clark. Under the legislation being pushed in Kentucky and other states, those ideas could put teachers on thin ice. Here's Kumar Rashad, who teaches math and social studies at Breckenridge Metropolitan High School in Louisville. There are teachers who would be, you know, would basically would tie their hands behind their back as far as what they could actually say. Because there's no way to teach the history of America without teaching the history of the race. Carter G. Woodson said that back in 1900. Carter G. Woodson was a historian. He's known as the father of Black History Month. The history of America is the history of racial relationships. And if we don't deal with the history of the racial relationships, our country is doomed. The tension between educators like Kumar Rashad and Republican politicians pushing these bills comes down to two fundamental questions. What's the purpose of public education? And why do we teach history? After a break, we explore how we got here, like why the term critical race theory is suddenly a subject of heated discussion at school board meetings. CRT is Marxism, the oppressed and the oppressor. How dare JCPS do this evil to our children? You're listening to A Critical Moment from WFPL News. 